0: Love Talk Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Talk Daytime. We have been away for a little while, but we're really excited to be back on and have a great show planned for you tonight. So tonight we have entertainment reporter Kristen Burt here with us. So Kristen hosts her own online show, To The Point, and she's also a correspondent for She Knows Soap, and she attended Day of Days recently, so we're looking forward to chatting about that with her. And she's always got some backstage secrets to share, so we're hoping for some of that. Um, but we do have lots to talk about, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Kathy's not here tonight. Kathy's out of town, but uh, I think she's listening or she's planning to listen. So shout out to her, but she'll be back with me next week. So, Christian, are you there?
1: I am. How are you?
0: I am good. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, of course. You
0: are always welcome, and you always have interesting things to share. So
1: I'm going to get started.
0: I'm going to talk a little bit about what's been going on with you. So you have had a very, very busy year. Um, so tell us a little bit about everything that you've had going on.
1: Yeah, so I work as a correspondent for Dance Network, and I have a show on Dance Network called To The Point. So I'm kind of interviewing all of the dance celebrities in that genre from World of Dance, Dancing with the Stars, Dancing with the Stars Juniors, so you think you can dance. And, you know, dance has really just exploded in the past few years, so it's been really kind of an interesting part of the entertainment industry to be a part of. That's taken up a lot of my focus this year, but of course, I always have time to work for Kino Soap, I do their Daytime Emmys coverage, I do Day of Days. Um, sometimes CBS daytime will do something. I also uh the Emmys reception that happens right around prime time, Emmys time. Anytime. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on out here in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it sounds like you are staying super busy. So before we talk, Dave, I want to know Dancing with the Stars finale prediction. Who do you who do you have as a winner?
1: It's interesting. Season 27 has been a weird one because a lot of good dancers have gone by the wayside very quickly. Um, My money, because I really want it for him, is on Ivana and Keo. Keo has worked so hard with Ivana to make this season happen for them and get to the finale. But I think that also milo manheim with whitney carson it's going to be between the two of them um if they could both win a mirrorball trophy i'd be super happy because i think both couples have a lot of heart and put in the hard work yeah
0: i totally agree and i was so shocked last week when we saw Juan pablo go home i was in like mourning over that he was awesome um i love bobby because i love bobby's story but as far
1: as dancers i think that i think i have it for milo milo's pretty great He is, and he's been strong from the beginning, too. And I think that he's got the performance quality. He was on my early favorites list. I did an article even before they started dancing, and I had Milo on the list, and I had Ivana on the list. Everyone else I had on the list got voted out. But one thing (laughs) about Juan Pablo, which I thought was interesting, um, I thought he was a terrific dancer. I didn't get a feel for his personality until this past week. And he had his parents in. I felt like he was very open emotionally, and I thought – to myself man i wish we had had this type of episode with him even like three four weeks ago because i think it would have made a difference and gotten him into the finale like you really can tell that family mattered to him and i felt like i finally got to know who he was
0: yeah i don't think we saw a whole lot of that and we see a lot more of it out of other people and i think that's one of the reasons people like bobby stayed in the competition so long because he has a story and he shares that and we see more of his personality so i think that would have Gone a long way, but um, I'm excited to see the finale. But I'm super disappointed. I, I liked Mary Lou Retton, and she like went home like weeks ago, so that was kind of disappointing. And I have been like shocked by all these eliminations. Like, I just well, this that's the so much, thing about
1: Mary Lou Retton. Mary Lou's another one who didn't open up about her divorce until her final week, and I thought, yeah, another one because I think. A lot of women can relate to the story of divorce, especially when it happens when you're, you know, midway through your life. What does that mean? Your your girls are mostly grown up and, you know, they don't need their mother as much. And now, you know, your marriage has fallen apart. How do you start over? And I think that that is a very relatable story. And, again, she wasn't ready to share it. So, you know, that's her prerogative, of course. You know, you share when you're ready. But I think it would have made a difference on her journey as well. And I've always said this. When you go on Dancing with the Stars, you literally have to just be a window. Like, I, people need to see the window to your soul. Just be vulnerable, and people will vote for you.
0: Yeah, you have to connect with the audience for sure. That's something that's super important to me as a viewer, and I know that that goes a long way with others because, I mean, you know, I don't want to vote for somebody that I don't feel like. I feel like I know the ones that have stayed on the song and shared, and you don't want to vote for somebody that you don't really feel like a connection with. So I, I totally I feel the same way. So I want to switch gears yeah. a little bit talk about soap so um first of all i want to talk about a little bit about um you working for she knows soaps and all of that so how long have you been doing that and are you a soap viewer yourself
1: (laughs) so it's interesting i wound up covering um daytime television for she knows back when they had no one covering it and they were like do you know daytime i'm like i know enough Um, At the time, believe it or not, all my children and One Life to Live were still in the air. So it was pre-2012, which was kind of amazing. And... I was like, yeah, you know, I know enough. I've watched General Hospital over the years. My mother loved all my children. So, you know, when you have at least a familiarity with some of the the players in that scene. and we weren't covering, so, uh, She know, Soaps does do recaps, but they were looking for me to do those overarching stories about contracts, yeah. um, what's happening behind the scenes. So I was like, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, so I have come in and out of Soaps a lot over the years, um, and I was, Exclusively covering daytime for a while, and then I moved into features. But when there's stuff out here in L.A. like the daytime Emmys and everything else, I'm always doing the coverage for them because I really enjoy it. The actors are incredibly kind. Um, They're so accessible. They're willing to talk. Yeah, you know what soap fans are like, and and so stars. And it's one of those things. And to go back to Dancing with the Stars, I really do wish ABC would cast someone from general hospital because that type of yes. person in the industry has been missing for a long time yes
0: i agree and we have a lot of people um i know in the soap world like
1: i go on our twitter and i read everyone's tweets
0: and a lot of people want laura right to do dancing with the stars and this has been something that has been said for years and she tweets and she's like i want to like call me abc like it's been going on for such a long time so like we're hoping that eventually they call on somebody from uh, one of our shows but
1: yeah i agree. i I Those don't understand are it. awesome they are and you know yeah I don't it. it was really wonderful because Hudson West was on juniors this year um yeah. and obviously it's not audience voting, it's only in studio audience voting and the judges' scores probably would have stayed on a lot longer, but I saw a lot of support for Hudson even on Twitter and on social media. It was fantastic,
0: yeah well, I mean Kelly monaco, I mean her fans like took her a long way in that because she was a good dancer, but she didn't have the highest scores when she was in the all-star season and people like me, cause I was like hardcore for that people went and they supported her, you know, and, and it was insane. And so like, I don't understand. They could do, that'd be so good for ABC. It'd be so good for both shows. So, cause like that, the reason I started watching dancing or watching general hospital was because I saw her on dancing with the stars talking about it. So like it is beneficial all the way around. So I'm all for it is. Of
1: daytime night the reality shows. Yeah, I feel like the last soap star we had on the show was Ingo Rademacher, I think, like from ABC. Yeah. I mean, that's a while ago.
0: So yeah, it's been they a while. we really need short. to think
1: about it again. And I think, too, with Dancing with the Stars. It, <laughs> yeah, let's do it because honestly, Dancing with the Stars has had a tough season. Season 27, ratings are down about 40%. That's a big number. Um, and listen, TV ratings in general are down because people are watching less and less. Everyone's streaming their television shows. But at the same time, I think it's something that they've really overlooked over the years. And it's time to maybe bring that category back because I think you'll bring back some of the fans.
0: Yeah, and I find that a lot of the fans overlap. I get tweets all the time. Fans who are also Dancing with the Stars fans. And a lot of them, you know, they, they started watching Dancing with the Stars because of a soap star and they stuck around. That's what happened with me. That's what happens with so many people. A lot of people started watching Ingo and then they like watched all the way through. So like, it would be good for them. It would be good for daytime. I'm all for it. I wish that ABC would listen
1: <laughs> to uh, I am people still. on Twitter. I, I wrote an article about it. I think it was last year at the time. I'm like, where are the folk stars? I just don't get it. I should resurrect it and put it out there again on Twitter just to share it with everyone yeah. because I seriously think it's a missing category. Well, and I think that with Soap
0: Stars, um, because of the way that the soap genre and the daytime genre works, is they are, um, it's like you have somebody at your house every day. You watch the same people every single day. So people have the desire to have that connection because you already have a connection with these people, more so than if it were a primetime show that you see once a week. So people are really invested in, the, in, in their soaps and in the people on them. And so that just, that, that seems like good business to me, like for Dancing with the Stars.
1: Oh, I agree. It's a great way to cross-promote all of your properties. And, you know, they do it with Freeform all the time, and they do it with Disney Channel. I'm like, why aren't you doing it with your own network?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, daytime has become sort of like the, the ugly stepchild of entertainment. <laughs> it is like the, the baby brother that everyone forgets about. So sometimes that happens. So I understand, like, you know, with Freeform and all, and, and with Disney Channel, and so it's sort of is just like the thing that's left out, but I think they need to listen because soap fans are pretty powerful and pretty, um, they
1: make a lot of noise. <laughs> we see that all the time. They do. It's a good thing. It's and, a
0: really good thing. Yeah. And the actors are fantastic. Um, we have not had a bad experience in, in all the years that I've I've covered stuff. Um, when I did weekdays and, and now we have not had a bad experience with anyone. They're so approachable. They're so nice. I can literally get on Twitter or Instagram. I can DM someone and, like, schedule them to do a show, like, the next week. Everyone is willing and able and always available. So I think that's super important that people realize.
1: Yeah, and that's it. You know, you really want people who are accessible on Dancing with the Stars because you want that open um, heart. You want that vulnerability. And that's exactly what soap stars offer. So I'm like, let's make it happen, ABC. Yes, and that line of communication with fans is so important, and I think a lot of fans feel
0: that, too, so I'd love to see that. I'd love to see just more, more love for the genre as a whole, but I think that things are, like, things have been worse than they are now. Things People have been, like, way worse on, or, like, way worse at hating soap. Things are on the upswing now, and people are kind of, like, back into that, so, and, and soaps are doing well right now, which is good, so. Um, okay, so,
1: Day of Days, you went to Day of Days this year. Is this your first time? Is this,
0: how many times have you been?
1: I believe it's my fourth or fifth time. So I've been through many day of days, so I have a lot to compare it with. Um, but I yes. do think one thing that was really interesting is that we had a really tough week here in Los Angeles. We had, you know, a shooting, and then the next day
0: all of yeah. the fires
1: began. And that did affect day of days because, first of all, it's an outdoor event primarily. The in- the interviews that I did are indoors, but, you know, for the fans it is outdoor. So the air quality was a little... It wasn't great, I'll be honest. And I, we saw lighter crowds um, because of it. So normally we see thousands of people showing up, and it was a very small crowd this year in comparison to other years. And I personally believe it's a direct result of the week we had versus making yeah. a statement about days of our lives, honestly, because the fans are always there for, for it. Um, yeah. And a couple of the, the actors been were unable so good to – yeah. And, you know, and a couple of the actors were unable to show up because they had to be evacuated out of their homes. That, of course, took a priority um, for the day because, you know, people were losing their lives, right. losing their homes. They had to make sure that they were as safe as possible. And day of days, of course, wasn't at the forefront of their brain, which I completely understand. So, uh, you know, we had a couple of last minute cancellations, but at the same time, other actors, you know, were there and present and, you know, made up for uh, some of the actors that weren't able to attend.
0: Yeah, I know that um, Days of Our Lives is one that's
1: talked about a lot right now. Um, we see that with
0: our with our tweets, with everything. People are really loving Days right now. Um, Ron Carlovati has done awesome things. I am not a regular Days viewer. I kind of keep up with what's going on, but I watch General Hospital mm-hmm. every day. I don't have time for tea soap. Um, <laughs> but Kathy is obsessed special mm-hmm. Days. That's her favorite. Um, and I know things have been great. So I think that it's more obviously it's the week that went on, unfortunately, before the event, not the, uh, not the show. Um, So who are some of your favorite, who were some of your favorite people you chatted with? Um, Any like interesting standout moments that you had, things that you really enjoyed?
1: I I will tell you some of my favorites uh, and, and and it shows why she's been at the top of her game for so long. And that, of course, is Deidre Hall. You know, it's, it's one of those things. There was a reason these people, Stay at the top why they aren't Mm -hmm. on for three years and then they disappear completely. Deidre is always such a class act um and she's kind she's generous she's really pleasant to talk to like you like being around her um and she was wearing a pin that that day that said free Hattie you know that's been her all time on the show (laughs) Hattie and Marlena so yeah it was really and what was funny about it was Super Zoom on Instagram of it, just because I thought it was hilarious, and then Ron tweeted it out, so it got a little bit of play. with I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. I was like, glad you enjoyed my Super Zoom. Um, so she's <laughs> yes. one of those people I really, really love. Uh, the other thing I and I really appreciate, and I think you know we like to talk about representation on television, and listen, we're not there a hundred percent, and we all know that, but you know days for a very long time has been willing to take a look at a love story and take a look at a love story that is involving well it's been a love triangle let's be honest between three men and I think it's important to see these storylines because soaps are oftentimes the first type of shows that are willing to tackle some of these what other shows may consider taboo yes and I agree. So, you know, Yeah. You know, and the whole Wilson storyline, you know, we love being able to cover that. And I, I appreciate that, you know, Chandler and Shreddy and and formerly Paul um, have always been so open, so willing to talk about the storyline, willing to take the challenge as an actor. Um, And I think that that is so important. It's why they've gotten Emmys out of this and, it's, that's another one that I'm always so happy to talk about because I know so it resonates with so many of the fans.
0: yeah, soaps are um, think about says that's amazing is they tackle really important issues that other shows have not like won't touch on or haven't yet gone there. I mean we've had so many just recently we've had so many stories we've had a transgender story on a soap we've had the um, mm-hmm. the male love okay. channel that you're talking about. We have stories about – on General Hospital, there's a story about a kid who has um, brain cancer right now, and he is trying to be emancipated from his parents so he can make his own medical decisions, and the parents are trying to force him into a clinical trial. Um,
1: So, Mm -hmm. like, things
0: like that, issues that are relevant, issues that, you know, not just, like, um, cultural issues. We have um, representation of, like, social issues, all of that kind of thing, and I think that's so important. We're seeing moral um, and ethical questions addressed. And so I love seeing that, and I think it's awesome. Days is one of the best when it comes to stuff like that, 100%. And I love the the willingness to go there.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly it because um, oftentimes in nighttime, you know, primetime television, those same networks don't want to take on those storylines, but they'll do it in daytime. They'll do it on streaming. They'll do it on cable. But it's funny, some of the broadcast networks, when it comes to primetime, won't even go there, and it's why we're all screaming like representation does matter, and it matters across Absolutely. the board. It's you know, yeah, whether it race, religion, gender identity, sexual identity, um, body image. There's so many different types of things that we need to tackle. It's not perfect, um, but I, I I'm appreciative of the fact that so many people are writing different types of stories now because it's long overdue, honestly. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um,
0: I love seeing that. I mean, like, on we
1: all know on GH did an AIDS story, like, in the
0: 90s, Robin and Stone, super famous story, mm-hmm. and that is still a big deal. Like, it's 2018, and they still talked about that they went there and they talked about this because, like, it was heartbreaking. It was horrible. We saw every step of the way with this, with this story. And those are things that we're not addressing in media that are going on in our lives. Like, we so often become, I think, that people become numb to the things going on around them in the world if you're not exposed to it. So if you're not saying it in the media that you're consuming and it's not your issue, then you're kind of not realizing what's going on. And I think that is so important.
1: It really is. And I think, too, you know, talking about, you know, the Robin uh, AIDS storyline on General Hospital, I think what's interesting now is that because there are so many pharmaceutical drugs now, these cocktails, that keep anyone who, you know, contracts HIV, keeps them alive, it keeps them living long lives, the AIDS crisis is so out of the millennium you know, sort of generation mindset. Um and it's interesting because my age group, like it was you know you have to wear a condom. it's you know, this is not just you know a gay man's illness. This affects everybody. And so everyone was sort of like scared about that. Now we're seeing sexually transmitted diseases being passed around. All over the place, but people don't worry about it because they're like, "I'll take a pill" or "I'll I'll do this." But there's a lot of super bugs now um, that yeah. uh, are not curing gonorrhea, which it sounds insane, but that's where we're at because it's just a different generation. And I feel like hopefully no one else is tackling it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And we've had, let's, I mean, on GH there have been a couple last year there a couple of years ago there was a story about a young teen couple who were like deciding if they should have sex and if like the the pros outweighed the cons kind of thing and like that's important too because like we're seeing like you know there's a discussion going on and that's important a discussion about consent a discussion about protection like those things are important this year on GH we had a story about sexual assault and a young woman in the workplace being assaulted by a superior like these are things that need to be talked about and it looks like sometimes folks are the only ones that want to do it because they'll, they'll talk about things no one else does. Cause like, what do, they have like this? What do we have to lose mindset? Like they go there
1: and those things are so I think, important. Yeah. But part of I think that is important. And you know, we, we come out of the, the me too era and we're not coming out of it. We're still in it, honestly, but how are we changing things? Is anything changing? Um, and that's, really important. You need to see it on TV. You need to see it in daytime. I appreciate when they're, they're doing those actual storylines because I go back and look at situations in my 20s that I was involved in and I thought, oh my goodness, that was sexual harassment. And I just laughed it off because you didn't know how else to handle it. You were like, I, I just need to be polite. That's my boss. No, Yeah, (laughs) you actually don't need to be polite in that situation. It's harassment. So I I love just having the awareness, not only in the news, but I think also in storylines on daytime.
0: Yeah, and like seeing things like that, you know, you may not think about it when it's you or when it's, you know, if it was before this movement, before this became something that was socially acceptable to talk about, you know, you don't think about it being you and then you see it on TV and they say, hey, this is not okay. And then you realize, oh, yeah, that's not Okay. So I think stuff like that's important. Like, one of the things that I really like right now is G.A.C. is doing this story with this young man. He's, like, 16. He has glioblastoma. And three or four years ago, um, I had never heard of that. I didn't know what it was. I had a friend diagnosed with it. We had never heard of it. We didn't know what glioblastoma was. Brain cancer, obviously, we knew that. We didn't know. No one talked about it. And in the last year, there's been so much research into this, and there have been so many, um, so many monumental things done about this that now we're seeing this on television, and we're, we're hearing them talk about it. Like, this is a major story on TV. So, like, just, like, the social, like, the way things have changed and the way things, like, the awareness that's been brought because of, of shows and because of daytime especially is so, so, so important. Um, and, that like, that's literally something that we hadn't heard about, like, a few years ago, just a couple years ago. And now we're seeing a major story at the front of, like, a front burner story on this show about it. And I think that's awesome, and I think that's amazing. And, like, yeah, it's depressing. It's a kid that has cancer. But people need to hear about it. People need to see it. There's a, there's a story about a transgender character on General Hospital right now. She came in. Mm-hmm. Um, she showed up in town, and her friend hadn't seen her in 20 years. And she's like, I don't know you. And she's like, yeah, you do. Um, I'm trans. And it was, like, such a big revelation, such a big story. Um, she's a doctor. She's successful. I think seeing representation of that is so important. Being
1: that like, hey, like, yeah, you can do this and you can do this. It, it is, you know, and I think it's, it's definitely one of those things, the more transgender storylines that the soaps do or television you know, that we see in television using transgender actors Uh, also very important in these situations. You know, you're hearing a lot of the transgender community saying, Hey, I'm in Hollywood. I'm an actor. I'm an actress. Why aren't we being even represented on the screen? Portray them. It's about having maybe a transgender actor or actors portray them. So I think that there's some interesting dialogue going on here. I really appreciate that because the more we see it on television, the more we understand, the more we get questions that we might have answered and, um, Greater understanding leads to greater acceptance, opening of mind. Absolutely. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I think it is, too. And I love seeing those things. I love
0: seeing things that we don't always hear about. You know, I think it's so great. And it's so awesome that there's an industry where this, you know, where everything is accepted, where everything is represented, or most things have been represented so far in the story. So I want to ask you a fun question now. So take a minute, think about this. If Kristen Burt was a soap character... Which, which one of the Mm. soap cities would you want to be in? And what would you want your story to be? Like what character, what would you want your character to do? What kind of trouble you want to get in as a soap character? Oh, I I
1: actually know. I actually know. Well, I'd want to be be, on the bold and the beautiful and be like a model, (laughs) you know, and be a part of Forrester Creations because everything about that show is super glamorous and yes. um I'd have to be it would also mean that I'd have to be about, let's see, I'm five three in real life. So I'd need to be about <laughs> seven inches taller at least, um, to even be the height of a model. I'd need to be at least five ten and get to walk down the runway. Um, a couple of years ago CBS did a whole exhibit uh at The Paley Center out here in Los Angeles, and they had one of the runways from Bold and the Beautiful, and I walked down it, and I did like my little, you know, model runway walk, and it was hilarious. And of course, in my life, I would never be a model, but yeah, it just sounds really fun and glamorous. And that show, not number one here in the U.S., but number one globally. They have such a huge international audience.
0: Yeah. I know they've grown a lot. Their audience has grown a lot in the past couple of years. They've become more of a um, a popular one because for a while it was kind of just like General Hospital and days went back and forth. And now I that there are a lot of viewers. We're getting a lot of – or we're seeing a lot of tweets, a lot of media about Bold and about um, Y&R, which is something – Y&R is kind of that soap that kind of like falls behind because it's like the one that you forget about or it was for a long time. And it was kind of just like all the old people on there. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much like it used to all be old people. And now, not that there's anything wrong with old people, you know. But, yeah, now we're seeing, like, more young characters on there. And I know it's coming back. But So who do you want your character to be friends with? Or who would you want to hang out with, other characters that you love?
1: <laughs> I know that's a good question. I'm like, do I want to be evil or <laughs> do I want <laughs> well, to be? you're not evil in real life,
0: so I think being evil on a soap would be fun. <laughs>
1: I know. I want to be, like, the dastardly one. I want to be the one that causes, like, all of the trouble in Forrester Creations and just, like, coming to it. town, messing everything up, and then blaming it on yes. somebody else and convincing everyone that it was, you know, another character did it, not me. That, I think, would be I love that. the best part. You know, and that's the yes. one thing. It's why, you know, you go back and you look at someone – like you know, with Susan Lucci when she did Erica Kane, like Erica always had like she was exasperated, she was dramatic. There were always things happening. She was yes. married a gazillion times. That's why you love some of these characters. Like they just play out. In some of it, you're like, okay, this is not real at all. What are you talking some about? Some of it is so unreal. Never happened in real amazing. life. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and Susan Lucci played it so well for so many years and you know and adding to the drama about that was the fact that it took forever for her to win a daytime Emmy so it created I I almost think that people for a long time who were voting for the daytime Emmys purposely didn't vote for her to keep the drama going yes it was so dramatic I mean I I would love 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 to like go back and talk to some of those Emmy voters and say you know why didn't you vote for her but (laughs) why did you do it Yeah, or what made you vote for her the year she won? But a lot of people said she put in some really good dramatic crying scenes that they hadn't seen on her submission reel in prior years, and they said that was the thing that just sort of clinched it. Yeah. And, I, and the other thing that I love, it was Shamar Moore, who was like, the car is broken. You know, someone who's still in the industry and still vibrant and has that yeah. memory and the connection between the two of them. That's so cool that, you know, you can go on YouTube and watch that and go, holy cow, both of them still out there working and, you know, at the top of their game.
0: Yes. And the same thing, I mean, it was kind of the same way with Jeannie Francis, I remember. It would be, like, she and Tony Deary would both be nominated for, like, literally the same storyline in the submission reel, and he would win, and she wouldn't for years and years and years. She didn't win an Emmy until 2006, and he's got, like, three, four, I don't know, a ton of Emmys in my book, because, like, one is a lot I think me, he got but... like,
1: six or something like that. I, feel yeah, like I can't even When remember. he won, because when he won a few years ago, um, you know, before he retired, um. Uh, I I believe it was like his fifth or sixth one. And I remember yeah. uh, it was the year it was at Warner Brothers Studios, which was one of my favorite daytime Emmys. And he was at the press wall and everyone was really excited. And I was taking a couple photos and he literally just like put his Emmy down on a folding chair or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's not his first Emmy. You know, because yeah. it's your first Emmy? I think you let right. it out of it your sight. The right <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and it was the same. It was, it's it was a like big she number.
0: This, she would submit the same story that he would submit. And he would win the I mean and like there's so much like I know there's so much chatter among G H fans among daytime period of who's the stronger of the pair because Luke and Laura were such this thing or whatever. And it was like a lot of people think she's the stronger of the two and she wasn't winning and she wasn't receiving like the accolades and then he was. And it was the same right. way. It was like finally like some like and it was it was a storyline where she like goes into a coma and she like wakes up and it was this horrible, sad thing. And because they told her, like, oh, you'll, you know, she, she'll wake up, but she won't stay that way. And she started forgetting things and, like, went back into a coma. That's the story that won. That story is, like, heartbreaking because we see everybody falling apart. And, like, that's what it took. But, like, all the other stuff, they're like, eh, maybe. And then finally. So, yeah. Um, but the funny
1: thing is, is that uh, without <laughs> without Jeannie Francis in those scenes, Tony uh, couldn't have won that Emmy. Wouldn't that's, have won. You know, it's- <laughs> right right. I mean you it takes two of them because listen he's getting two. that emotion as an actor you're playing off of the person opposite you if they're giving you nothing you're not going to be at your best but obviously right. he was giving him great stuff and he was able to react and to and the that. story was about her and it was his reactions at her wedding. like I remember in
0: the late 90s they did a story they had this whole thing um Elizabeth Weber her character was right and she went to Laura and whatever and then Laura confronted Luke and was like you know what you did to me, even though it was 20 years ago, it's not okay, and, like, I love you, but it's not okay, that whole thing, and they had, like, it was, like, four episodes in a row, four days in a row, it was all about them, and she's screaming at him and just giving him hell, and he's telling her, he's, like, you know, I understand, like, I'm sorry, like, I will literally take this to my grave, because this is the worst thing I could have ever done, and Mm -hmm. it is so powerful, like, the first time I saw it, like, made me cry, it still kind of gets me sometimes, like, she is screaming at him, I mean, and he won an Emmy for his reaction to her, but she didn't win an Emmy for the performance that she gave
1: that got the reaction. And she had to scream for days and were. days. Yeah. Yes. Screaming for days, for days like, and oh, days oh, and oh. acting it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, so
0: I'm like, you screamed at him for four days in a row and he won an Emmy because he cried as a response.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it seems like. So,
0: yes. Daytime, it's, it confuses me. Sometimes I watch the Emmys and I don't understand how, how certain people win and like certain others don't. Like, I just don't get it. But I think it'd be great. Honestly, I think it'd be a great folk character. I think it'd be great to, like, cause all the problems. There's a character like that on General Hospital who just causes a bunch of problems and pretends she had nothing to do with it, and it's fantastic. And it's like, I yes, love that. I
1: want to be like that.
0: I do, too. Move them like, all. Like, I
1: want to be. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yes. Just, just, you know what, just, you run the, you run the city, you run the show, you run the company, and everything else, just whatever. No big deal. But, yeah, I love that idea. Um, I love the idea of Salem because, or like being in Days of Our Lives, I think that they have like so much drama. Like, all the soaps have drama, obviously, that's what makes them great, but they have like way more drama or like way more outlandish drama on Days of Our Lives in
1: Salem. Yeah, I mean, than they do Marlena's been way.
0: possessed.
1: They've had serial yes. killers. <laughs> it's a Marlena dangerous town. went talent. to heaven
0: in a dramatic episode and then came back. Like, Marlena's alive and she Ugh. literally went to heaven. Like, we saw her.
1: <laughs> so. Pretty sure they it's literally not, Yeah, I mean, if anyone hasn't ever seen some of the like Marlena possession episodes, you know, there's clips yes. all over YouTube. It is wars of admission. It's so great that we do have yes. YouTube because being able to go back and see some of these, it's just amazing. You're like, how did they think? How did this happen? Of this crazy storyline, I know. And you're like, yeah, this is this is great. We're gonna totally take it this direction. Well, General Hospital did the vampire story with, like, the crossover characters
0: from Port Charles, like, the Port Charles show um, during their 50th anniversary. They, like, had um, the vampire, what was his name, Caleb, and they had, like, Sam playing Libby, and it was, like, this is ridiculous. There was no such thing as vampires, as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I know, and they literally had them just interacting with normal people, like, it was no big deal. Like, yeah, yeah like, vampires like, are great. Only on soap. Yeah, like, only, only on soap. So- Yes, a hundred percent. Only on But Marlena's possession—that's true. That's great. But she literally died and went to heaven. Like we watched her go to the white light, and it's like, it's like here you are. Like I'm waiting for Bo to come back
1: because you know what? I don't
0: know if a brain tumor can actually kill somebody from Salem. Like
1: I, I don't know. I don't do probably it. Probably not. Actually, at some point, you're like, no. they're back, or they're their evil. When, just, you know, wait, wait. you have to use that plot device. Yes. Well,
0: I mean, Helena Cassadine died, like, 12 times,
1: and, you know,
0: she died this last time a few years ago, and she hasn't come back yet, so she's, like, due for one, but yeah, I don't know. We have an evil twin story on GH right now going on um, with John Lindstrom, character Kevin, and his evil twin Ryan, and it is, like, it's dragging on. I'm like, okay, we get it. You have an evil twin. Like, can we switch back now? But yeah, you You're have to are you even a Are you even a soap if you don't have an evil twin story? I don't think you can be nope. soap without that. An no. evil twin. At 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 and like an, and like a, Yes. You have to have an evil twin. You have to have people come back from the dead. Um, and you have to have, like, a love triangle, like, once a week. And, you know, all of the great stuff. But only on a soap. Like, that stuff does not fly on Friday TV because people would not watch it.
1: <laughs> but, you know, what like, stuff, what for heck? some
0: reason, it's acceptable. <laughs> yeah. For some reason it's acceptable on it. daytime.
1: They did do it on Dallas way back in the day, but then they you know, they had um Patrick Duffy come back and like it was all a dream. So the entire year was all fake and <laughs> he wasn't really dead. Oh yeah, well,
0: no big <laughs> deal. Yeah, I don't know about all like I don't think half the things that happen on daytime, people would watch on Primetime. I think that we're just so used to seeing outlandish stuff that we're just <laughs> we're like, Oh, it's fine. So what? They came back from the dead. Like the other day I remember Kathy and I were talking about something going on on one of the soaps and she's like wait didn't so and so die and i was like no, no you remember they came back and then this happened and this happened and she's like do you realize how ridiculous that sounds like they came back and they shot someone else and then this happened and this happened and it's like yeah well i i want to know how they come up with it honestly like these writers
1: they must they must have wild imaginations to write this time yeah i Sitting in a writer's room, uh, especially for daytime TV, <laughs> right. you know, when they're looking, and, you know, you look at a soap like Days, Days writes six months ahead. So it, it's right. interesting what, as a reporter because we're at one point in the story and they're already filming like half a year out. And so they're like, well, what's happening with my character right now? Oftentimes they don't even know what's airing on TV in the moment and what can they say. So honestly, like asking spoiler questions, kind of a bad idea with days, you know, you really, it's better to ask like what's happening on yeah. set versus what's happening in the storyline, because they have major, you know, they've gotten talking major talking to like, guys, don't talk about the storyline just in case you mess it up mess up the timeline. And then we're like, wait, what do you mean? So-and-so's dead. Cause <laughs> we're like, we didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> we didn't know that yet. Yeah.
0: Um, that's that's hilarious to me GH is only I think right now they're at like two and a half to three weeks out so it's not it's like so weird to me like because we cover I mean Kathy's really in space but I've I've always done mainly GH so for me it's so weird thinking about that like I remember last year it was like August and they were filming the New Year's Eve episode (laughs) and it was like it would be so weird to work there can you like go to work and it's Christmas at work but it's only July (laughs)
1: Like I know I do think about that. Right. They're filming, like, their, their special Thanksgiving episodes and their Christmas episodes, and it's 115 degrees here in Los Angeles, and they're yes. like, yay!
0: <laughs> yeah, like, it's Christmas inside the studio, but outside, it's, it's you're dying. Well, before yep. I let you go, I want to know, do you have any, did you hear anything exciting um, backstage kind of chat while you're at Day of Days? And if you did not, do you have anything um, to share with our listeners going on backstage at
1: any of the Well, I'm going to direct everyone, because I thought this was a really fun question, and we got some really interesting answers. And I always like to know what happens on set and things like that. So one of the questions we asked was, who had the best dressing room on set? Like, who had the dressing room that um, everyone wants to kind of congregate in and hang out in? And over and over again, it was like three or four different actors. And, you know, you would think it's just like everyone wants to hang out in Deidre Halls dressing room because she's been there a long time and of course she's going to have a fantastic dressing room but it wasn't always just Deirdre. Um there were so some of the younger cast members have some really interesting ones and took the time to kind of decorate and bring in different things there's a couple people that have the best snacks so definitely go and check it out the interview is up on She Knows Soaps and it's so much fun just to listen to what people think of some of the other actors dressing rooms.
0: I'm gonna tweet that link for everyone because I think that's super interesting. I know a lot of times mm-hmm. on Instagram stories, like they're all hanging out in one spot, and it's so funny to me. Like I, at GH, everyone wants to hang out with Kirsten Storms because she has like throw blankets and she has like candles, and she keeps the lights out, and she has like a sewing machine and stuff in her dressing room. Like she has everything; it's like a full service. So
1: I think yeah, that's some so, people make it, so it really homey and cozy, and other people it's like i well, oh, just just going there to read my script. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. I understand that you have to spend a lot of time there, but yeah, I will tweet that link out. I think that's super interesting and I'm going to watch it out right after this, but, um, for everyone else, I'll post it on talk time. but well, I want to th- say we're almost out of town. We have like five minutes before they forcibly like remove me, but, uh, for the evening, <laughs> but I want to thank you so much for coming on and chatting. Um, I love hearing about what, you know, what you'd be at the soap character. I think that's awesome. And, uh, okay. I, I'm sure that it was great covering day of days and I know that you'll be back at that. So I can't wait to hear what the next thing you cover daytime Emmys is coming up. So
1: yeah. Yes. I will definitely be at the daytime Emmys. I'll be at the dancing with the stars finale and doing the press line after they crown so the season exciting. 27 winner. Yeah. Lots of really fun things coming up. I've got a, a really busy couple of weeks, even though it's Thanksgiving week, I will be in Boston and San Francisco and Los Angeles, uh, doing a lot of work so it'll be really fun you'll be well traveled for your holiday <laughs> yes i am i'm going for a wedding and thanksgiving and i've got a speaking engagement and then i've got something in san francisco for another speaking engagement and then uh i'm emceeing a tree lighting here in los angeles so it's going to be fun That's and so crazy exciting. and great yeah i'm looking
0: forward That's to exciting. it exciting. i love this time of year well quickly before we go um what's coming up on
1: to the point what's coming up on your website, all of that kind of thing.
0: What can we look forward to? Yeah.
1: To the point, uh, this coming Tuesday, and, you know, this is interesting because this is also in the sort of representation wheelhouse we were just talking about, Laganja Estranja, some of you will know her from RuPaul's Drag Race, appeared on So You Think You Can Dance this past summer. She auditioned um, and made it all the way to the Academy, to the top 33 She has one more year of eligibility because she's 29, but she's going to be on my show. She's doing some really interesting things in the dance world, and I think really uh, opening up people's minds to understanding what drag is all about, because I think people think it's one thing, and I really think that it's opening people's eyes, and I think RuPaul's Drag Race has done a great job of this, that it's an art form. So... I'm really looking forward to this, and Laganja has a huge fan base, so I'm really expecting, like, a really great show. I'm, I'm so happy that she decided to uh, come on.
0: That's so exciting. I can't wait to hear that. I am, like, fascinated by drag. I watch, like, drag makeup videos on YouTube because I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Can't wait to see that. Well, I will let you know. Thank you so much for coming and chatting, Um, even though we're down a host tonight. <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate it. And you do great things. I love your Instagram. You guys can find her. Like, I'll link all of her social media on Twitter because there's too many for me to say out loud. She's on everything. Um, But I'll post that link, and I will post all of your social media. And, yeah, we will talk soon as, uh, after the Dancing with the Stars finale, for sure, because I'm
1: interested to see what happens. <laughs> I know, me too. I have no idea how it's going to work out. But I just want to wish everyone happy so Thanksgiving cool. as well.
0: Yeah, you too. And thanks for coming. I will chat with you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, bye.